The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are wrapping up our look at the rogue cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. We are going to discuss Sneak Attack Level 2, Lupara Suggestion Level 4, and Cheat Death. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Blessed Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the channel. We are wrapping up our look at the rogue cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. It's going to be awfully difficult to uh, top the last batch uh, of cards, but uh, let's see what we have. The first card we're going to look at is Sneak Attack Level 2. It is a two-cost event with uh, an intellect and two combat skill icons, tactic trait. Deal two damage to an enemy not engaged with you at your location. Now this is an upgrade for the level 0 version that was... Uh, in the uh, core set since reprinted in the revised core i don't think i have ever played this card what do you guys think about this one i've put a copy of it in my safina decks and in those situations sense. it's not terrible actually because yeah. it's free damage and in safina you generally don't have a lot of good ways of dealing damage aside from shriveling um, and Triveling yeah. doesn't really work with what Safina's trying to do. So sneak, mm -hmm. like having a copy of Sneak Attack can be pretty nice in Safina because you can let your let your team engage with the enemies and then you can come in and Painted World a Sneak Attack or something like that to help help the team along. Yeah, yeah I personally never played it myself, but I'm actually like really glad it exists though. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking it, I'm thinking it lets you play like Wendy. And you don't have to have guns to like deal damage. Um, mm -hmm. And the problem with the original sneak attack is you had to be engaged with the enemy, then evade it, then sneak attack it. And at that point, you might as well just backstab it. Right. But at least with this, it's like the fact that the enemy just has to be not engaged with you. Um, I'm thinking from, again, three, four player setting. That happens a lot. Like there are a lot of times you have enemies that are not engaged with you. So like the opportunities to use this are pretty nice. And it means you can, it means you can contribute to fighting without even having to have a derringer you know mm -hmm. it's like without even having to make any um combat tests at all so like let's say you're and so like between backstab and sneak attack level two not the level zero one it's not very good between those two cards like that could be like your entire contribution to combat as like yeah. wendy yeah you could yeah you could like stealth an enemy evade it disengage from it and then sneak attack it yeah, it's not the ideal case, but yeah, you can do that. Um, and Sneak Attack opens it up. Oh, Sneak Attack also works on um, aloof things, which is mm -hmm. handy. Um, I got to be honest. like It's not like the pri probably the primary use case of Sneak Attack Level 2, but it's nice that it's there. 
if you kill yeah. a whippoorwills with this thing oh yeah you're yeah everyone's happy. Good. Oh, what's, what's also good. like another another thing that's really nice about this is um it means you can kill a um wizard of the order um mm -hmm. without having to make that four combat test i'd also um, like to point out the man in the pallet mask yeah although he has i think he has three health he does have three health but i mean hey you're helping out yeah. right yeah i mean i'd play this over mano a mano every day that's for sure <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It has two icons on it too, so I mean, even yeah. if you don't have resources to play it, it at least has. A yeah, the, the icons are good. Yeah. So, so. I th yeah, I think um, and the two XP feels about right for this card. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, even though I personally like never like never actually played it because I'm more of a sleight of hand, forty one Derringer type of guy, you know. But I I'm glad it exists because as an upgrade for Wendy's sneak attack, yeah, mm -hmm. and it just it opens up that avenue that I think is um, it's I'm glad it's in the game. Tesla's damage is always nice. Yeah. Dealing two Tesla's damage is uh, is even better. You can take out quite a few really annoying things with that. If you're playing in multiplayer and you don't have the resources for this, you can always pitch it to the Guardian skill test for two That's combat true. skill icons, which is, yeah. I mean, you've got a copy of this in your deck. It's basically an overpower at that point which isn't mm -hmm. i mean it's not an ideal use but uh can come in handy yeah i i don't think i've ever played this card i think i've played the level zero sneak attack a few times in decks originally but yeah it's just too limiting mm -hmm. this one solves a lot of the issues for it i think the problem i have with this one is that with rogues they have so many other expensive xp cards to buy so to, after you spend your, say, two on lockpicks and then whatever else, this one sort of is hard to fit in there because you're going for your exceptional cards in, in some cases. But mm. I can definitely, like, I don't have an issue with, with its power yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a larger trend of utility cards are often, get over, like, way often get overlooked, especially when you have to pay XP for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is this feels like a utility card because you don't strictly have to use sneak attack to defeat enemies, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, yeah, but it is really good against aloof. Oh yeah. So if you if you're having trouble with aloof enemies, this might be really useful. How would we rate this one? I'm gonna give it a zero. I I think especially if you're playing Safina and you want to try the new Rogue Investigator in the box, this is. I mean, it's also one of the only upgrades you meaningfully get in this box. As oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you, you, you do get pickpocketing, which is something yeah. you're probably going to take as Safina. You get lockpicks, which is also... Yeah. But, like, come on. It's not really, like... Yeah, I get it's it. It's not I jiving it. with what she really wants to be doing. Where sneak attack definitely is something she would be looking mm -hmm. to do, which is cool. So, for that, I appreciate it. And... I've had plenty of runs through Dunwich where a card like this becomes pretty useful because Whippoorwills are so obnoxious. It's true, because engaging them is such a pain in the butt. You know, especially mm -hmm. if, you're already, if you're already engaged with something else. Yeah, I agree. It's true. Yeah, I like this card too. I think I'll also give it a zero. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I personally haven't played it very much. I think it's, I think in my case, it's because Jenny and Skids both have access to Dynamite Blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they do, you know. So they they have alternate ways of achieving this this kind of effect. But I really like that is that it opens up options for like a Wendy style of deck, whereas like you're really not going to be punching anything. So you've got this to help out 
Look at yeah, this and then if you if you're able to play it a couple times with Wendy, mm -hmm. oh you yeah, that's true. Potentially yeah. have the ability to kill something a little bigger than mm -hmm. than two that's health. True. Yeah, I, I like I said, I haven't really played this with this one. I do like it though, so I'm going to give it a, a zero. I don't think I can give it go any higher than that. But uh, yeah, for you know, for rogues who don't necessarily want to go down the the guns route, or a uh, or a Wendy deck, this one uh, this one can fill a combat hole, which is uh, which is always useful. The next card, uh, we've sort of talked around this one a little bit uh, because of sleight of hand. This is the Lupara, three cost asset that costs three XP combat, skill icon, item, weapon, firearm, and illicit trait. It uses two ammo. Playing the Lupara does not provoke attacks of opportunity as an action. Spend one ammo, fight. You get plus one combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. If Lupara entered play this turn, you get an additional plus one combat and deal an additional plus one damage for this attack, and it takes up a hand slot. So I think at this stage of the game, there aren't that many rogue weapons that deal, that give you plus two combat and plus two damage. Yeah, you have Chicago typewriter and that's it. I mean, there's the obvious combo with sleight of hand, drop this into play, fire away, pop it back to your hand and then play it again to, uh, to get the bonus. I don't think I've ever built the uh, the sleight of hand Lupara deck though. I have. It's so much fun. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah, you feel like two of these, two derringers, two sleight of hands, and like you're already you're you're good to go. Yeah, because like you you do have say Chicago typewriter, you know, up at the top. But the problem with Chicago typewriter is it takes up your lockpick slot. This mm -hmm. does not. So this is like the generalist. This is the generalist Chicago typewriter. Your end game damage. It's your um, boomstick, man. Come on. It like... is. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. The hand cannon. It makes yeah, you feel like Ash from Evil Dead, man. It's awesome. Oh yeah, it's kind you of just true. you just you walk up to some mobster in Dunwich and you say, Listen here, buddy, bang. I like how it's got two shells, like in the you know, in the image. In too. the it's artwork. Like very, in, the, in the artwork. Yeah. So it's very clear what this thing does. And and the fact that it has two ammo, right, for your three actions. Action one, play, action two, shoot, action three, shoot. Boom! There you go. Six damage out. Yeah, right out there without having to have like prepped it in advance. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is pretty cool. Like, yeah, we're even like a lot of guardian cards at this point, unless they're doing um, lightning gun. Yeah, they already have had to have had the gun on the table in order to mm -hmm. in order to um, spit out six damage. But the rogue can just do it uh, on the fly. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is nice. And then if you do, and then if you have the sleight of hand, you know, it comes back and it doesn't take that action. It's, it's super fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for actually for the longest time, like this is was like an end game. You're at, you're like this is was your capstone sleight of hand two of these and I think it still holds up plus two to uh, plus two combat plus two damage it, like it kind of falls by the wayside it's definitely there's definitely been some power creep but and you know you have other options I'm thinking like I don't know man a lot of enemies right nowadays out. have three health and that's true that that's true you can just like all Not right bad. next yeah yeah that's true but then again there's a lot of like guardians have an easier time dealing with three health more you know now compared to how they used to so it's like you often may not have to step in yeah and then you've got like i'm thinking of things like the beretta you know from rogue from the winifred happen starter deck like their rogues have options too this is still tons of fun it's not it's prime time to shine but i think it's still pretty good yeah and if yeah, this is all you have kids you're doing seven damage that's pretty good man. that's true yeah like there are other options out there but it's just this is still a pretty good one 
in two player, this thing pretty much can single handedly kill a boss. And yes. I think for, for that yes. alone, it's gonna it's gonna be rated very highly for me, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I like this thing too. I've played it to good effect in like Jenny. And mainly because um it's only one handed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that's really the saving grace of this card is that you don't have to give up lock picks to play it. Yeah. And you don't have to give up like if you're skids, you don't have to give up a machete or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when it's go time, you can just drop it down and you don't you still have your machete in the off in the other hand if you're right. Free. And yeah. I think like the yeah. nice thing with playing mm -hmm. sort of the bruiser style rogue is that you get to divvy up your experience. Right? Whereas a, oh, a guardian yeah. a guardian has to spend all ten of their experience basically in one or two chunks. Whereas yeah, the rogue true. can really divvy yeah. it out and that's sort true. of scale the power level as as they see fit. But guardians mm -hmm. just don't have that option, really. It's like yeah. you have then you add, 45, yeah. and then you have the lightning gun. And there's nothing that's really true, because the way the XP system works is you have to go from 0 to 5, yeah, as a guardian. And then guardians have uh, stick to the plan, because you got to have stick to the plan to like yeah. bring it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, But rogues don't have that problem, which is nice. Instead, they get to spend their XP on other things, like lockpicks and moxie. This is another nice card for solo players who are looking for... Something oh, yeah. that they don't have to slow their momentum down again. You can either sleight of hand it into play, in which case it works very, very well, or you wait till the enemy shows up, then you can play this and not have to worry about the attack of opportunity. Does a ton of damage, which is uh, pretty good in Dunwich and Path, and gets a little better as we move into Forgotten Age and later, where enemies tend to have that three health rather than two. This still will uh, will take them out with a shot. If you play this and you've got more than two enemies, you're only going to get the two shots, but you were already in deep, deep trouble as it is. So this may not dig you out of that hole, but uh, yeah. But it'll really dig you killing one of them. Yeah. yeah, it'll dig you. It'll it'll it won't dig you completely out, but it'll dig you out faster than other options because you don't have because you don't have to take three attacks of opportunity to get it on the board. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So uh, this is a uh, a very nice uh, nice card for the uh, rogues. How would you rate this one? I'm giving this a plus one. This is a really solid two player card. Um, the yeah. the damage is usually just right in two player. Um, you know, three per enemies, for instance, are really nice to deal with with this thing. Even three health enemies when you get into later campaigns, this thing takes care of really nicely. Five health enemies too. Sometimes you oh, end yeah. up like you you'll take a shot at the end of a turn and you'll deal three, and then the following turn you'll deal two for five. Situations like that can um, happen too. You yeah. know, it's just kind of how the way the turns work out. But this card's really solid, especially yeah, in tandem yeah. with the Derringer. You can about, like yeah, I was about you, to say <laughs> you you save this thing for big health enemies when the Derringer is out of ammo, and you uh -huh. use the Derringer to help you facilitate extra actions. Play the Lupara oh. with your extra action. Shoot with the Lupara. It, it's, it's nice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it 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 doesn't necessarily combo with the with the forty one Derringer, but I feel like it complements the forty one Derringer. It does you know? really nicely. Yeah. yeah, and also you can do things like you have your lockpicks in one hand, like, and if your Derringer runs out, you just replace it with the Lupara when it's go time, mm -hmm. and then that mm -hmm. runs out, and then you get your second Derringer to like have out. Yeah, no, it's mm -hmm. it's a good card. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it a plus one because I feel like it all it'll. Man, the Carcosa Rogue just kind of like fits together with itself. Except it's like it's cohesive. not Safina. It's, it's very, very cohesive, cohesive, but it's not Safina. Yeah. 
but not Sophia. This, is, this was the skid set. <laughs> yes, this was this was the skid set. Yeah, you could do a little bit of everything. You get to use his agility. You get to like, oh, I got you right. This is the skid set. <laughs> it's FFG's famous conundrum from the first six sets where they they release an investigator and then two sets later they finally get all the support. They, they finally need. fix it. Yeah, they finally give it the, the support it needs. It's kind of true. Oh my gosh. I think Father Mateo was a perfect example of that. Um, You're right. Alvin was another example of that. Safina is another example of that. Lola Hayes and Synergy cards. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was. Like, it took them like sets to realize, huh? People aren't playing skids enough. How am I gonna you know, get people to play skids? And then they figure it out. I'm gonna give this one an elder sign. Oh baby, ego. I like what? it. I mean, it's nice. it's. The fact that it is one-handed and yeah. does a ton of damage and gives you the plus two combat, especially mm -hmm. for sort of average combat skill rogues, is, is nice. The fact that in solo you don't have to worry about the attack of opportunity, the oh, throw great. this with sleight of hand. I mean, the deck really kind of builds itself. Mm -hmm. I could knock it because, yeah, this... It doesn't work with Safina, but I think you can say that about most of the row cards in this box. Yes, I was sure. looking at a couple of Safina decks online before we recorded, and uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of row cards from this box in uh, in the most uh, well-liked Safina decks online. So I think I saw Narrow Escape and watched this maybe in one or two decks and that was about it the rest of it was mystic cards so oh, i was about to say i can imagine a safina deck at this point having like six rogue cards and 24 mystic cards yeah no actually they a... give her one event that is well well worth it though yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah if you're if you uh love rogue investigators and uh you would like to play safina Stay tuned for our review of the Mystic cards in the box, because <laughs> that's really uh, that's those are much more in her wheelhouse than the Rogue cards. But uh, if you uh, love Skids or Jenny or uh, any of the Rogues we've seen before, this one uh, Lupara, Sleight of Hand, you can't really go wrong. And if you like to play solo like I do, having a gun yeah. that can deal three damage is huge, and only take up one hand slot is even better because then you've got your lockpicks for the investigation and uh, away you go so yeah uh, yeah especially in solo one. this gets even i think it's even gets even better because in solo you don't actually have to do that much damage to get through a round of to get through a scenario in solo correct this like, this yeah. will kill most every single boss in in the earlier yeah. campaigns yeah that's so, why that's like really why it's so good in lower mm -hmm. player counts is just it just it's so much damage in such a condensed mm -hmm. amount of time yep that like okay. it, it doesn't suffer from that like it would in four player in four yeah player, you run out there's yeah just you run out after two damage. shots and then it's like up oh, 14 health to go <laughs> right mm -hmm. let me figure something out yeah it's true the next card is suggestion it is a three cost asset that costs four xp Willpower and Agility Skill Icon's Spell Trait uses three charges as an action. You can exhaust Suggestion to evade. Add your Willpower value to your Skill value for this evasion attempt. If you do not succeed by at least two, remove one charge from Suggestion. 
as a reaction. When a non-elite enemy would attack you, you can spend one charge. Cancel that attack. Takes up an arcane slot. Now, I was just talking about how few of the rogue cards really fit in with Safina in this box. This is uh, one that actually kind of yeah. jives with what she is trying to do. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good in Safina, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, she's got high... Uh, high agility and high willpower, so she's at oh, an eight yeah. with this test. Uh, yeah, you know, so you're basically getting a free evade, which is pretty good. And then you have three, three dodges on a stick. Yeah, that's pretty good. Safina is very fragile, so having an okay. ability like this is really nice. It protects Moxie if you're going that route too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think this card is is very. Um, I think you have once you read it a couple of times, you have to like. First of all, you have to you have to notice something. It never actually the ability to evade things never actually runs out because you don't have to spend a charge to actually do the evasion. What actually runs out is are the uh, is the the three dodges, and if you can get through and this and uh, evasion means you don't have to use the dodges as much. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of a weird card in that like you could do something totally, you do you do something that's actually totally different. Than the dodge effect, and you could causes you to lose charges for dodges, mm. but that's that's okay. I mean, it's just you 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 every once a turn you get to have a super evade, which is kind of nice because then on key evade tests you don't have to like boost it. Mm. Like you could be at a four. I'm talking like I, yeah, I'm talking like Safina. You can be like you could. I mean, she, her base is a four. It means she doesn't have to boost evade tests, mm. which it's it's nice to if that's your plan. Yeah, so to not have to do that. Um, it doesn't is... also doesn't. What's up? What is nice about this card is in lower player counts, if you get stuck with multiple enemies, you can evade um, one with this and then cancel the attack from the other if yeah. things really get that dicey. And in those oh, situations, yeah. you can actually dig yourself out with a card like this because you always have that evade in your back pocket. True. I'm imagining you evade one thing, then like move away, take an attack into opportunity from the other to yes, and then dodge yes. that. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly the situation that you get yeah, stuck in a lot of the time in solo and this card can alleviate that. Yeah, because yeah that bails you out because it means that you once you separate the two enemies they become much easier to deal with in solo. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. So this card is good at that. I've used this in Jenny to pretty good effect as well, I will I will admit. Because um Jenny's at a six with this before mm -hmm. any other boost. Um man because it just it kind of gets things done. You know and it means you don't have like even like Jenny at a six, and especially if I don't even actually care to succeed by two because I'm just trying to evade the thing. Even mm -hmm. Jenny at a six is ev is evading a lot of things. Um, yeah, and a lot of rogues, it doesn't yeah. take up a slot you really care about. Exactly. Uh, at this point nice. in the card pool, it's I think isn't this the first rogue spell? It is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't even the slot is basically slotless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and then of course it's also nice to trigger. Uh, it's also it's nice to trigger pickpocketing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it it helps it helps with that whole pickpocketing engine. So yeah, and Safina gets to play Arcane Initiate, which helps her find it, which is also nice. Oh yeah. So yeah. So she's got like this whole like Arcane Initiate plus pickpocketing engine that she can generate to oh, do a lot of card wow. draw. That is a lot of card draw. Yeah, cause that's four cards that get you going. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. pretty good. So, yeah, nice. I do. Uh, I do like the fact that uh, this does have basically three dodges on it. So if you are running for the exit at the end of a scenario, mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna move and cancel because the, it does not exhaust to uh, 
the dodge to trigger the to dodge so you can basically get pounded on as you run for the exit and mm-hmm. and uh get out of jail free i mean the the evade with especially with somebody like safina is almost guaranteed so running out of charges with this thing is going to be tough now there is a level one version of suggestion that was released in the return to the path to carcosa which is basically the exact same card without the dodge without the reaction on it so well that one it can also discard itself the um the level one version um if you run out of charges right yeah right yeah. but um I mean, if you've got a rogue that can max the test, it's going to be pretty tough to mm-hmm. to lose those charges. So if that's all you care about, then mm-hmm. pick up the return to the path to Carcosa just for uh, so you can only you spend can. one XP rather than four. Mm-hmm. If you want the dodges, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for it. How would we rate this one? I think the real thing that holds this back is just it costs four XP. I agree. A lot. <laughs> if, yeah, if this costs yeah. three, I'd be, I'd be thinking yeah. plus one territory. I think at four, yeah. I gotta give it a zero. It's just a little too expensive. It is good. Yeah, that's and good. There are a yeah. lot of situations where it will pull you out of a bind, but yeah, four yeah, XP it's just a little too expensive. It also doesn't action compress like um, the Derringer or uh, pickpocketing or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say this is what I would call action efficiency. There you go. Yeah, and four is a lot when you have like pickpocketing and derringer in the same box, especially. So yeah, I would mm-hmm. give this a zero as well. Like it's it's fun, it's nice, but like it's a lot of XP for what it does for you. What about one XP? Oh, the one XP version. That one's harder. I gotta admit, because it depends on the investigator. That's the yeah. suggestion. Yeah, the one XP version. Because you don't get the dodges. Yeah. The dodges for me is really what sell suggestion to me. Yeah, it puts like, it over the top. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it's just kind of like I could play any other evading solution and probably be okay with it. Yeah, and also the um, the other the one XP suggestion like isn't infinite because if you mm-hmm. you can break it. Yeah, I I think if I'm considering suggestion level one, I'm probably also looking at Miss Aurelia. True. Yeah, and Miss Aurelia gives you actual action compression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by giving move. Yeah, it's like the level one version doesn't have enough words on the card, you know, mm-hmm. to like to like really do it. Yeah, we seem to be moving in lockstep uh, with our with our uh, ratings here. This one yeah. is going to get a zero for me as well. It is very expensive. Four XP's a lot, and uh, especially in Safina when you've got. Uh, I mean, oh, if you're, especially if you're leaning into Mystic Safina, as mm-hmm. many of the decks on Arkham DB do, you're going to be, you've got your shrivelings and all that stuff mm-hmm. before you start looking at this one. Like, I don't think this is the first card you're adding to your deck. No. And yeah. if it's not the first card, then it's gets pushed further and further down the line, and mm-hmm. it may not even even get there but having three dodges is uh i mean it certainly puts hypnotic gaze to shame oh that. god <laughs> yeah so if you're looking for that type of effect this is a much better oh yeah much better route to go but uh 
the final thing I'd like to note too is that the second copy isn't always that great either. Oh yeah, you only need one. You yeah. really only need one, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say if you have pickpocketing your deck already, then stop at one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're already drawing cards. I don't think I don't think you would ever need two of these, to be honest. You, you really don't. Yeah. Especially then, I mean, you might not, you not even need people. one. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. I mean, rogues have so much access to agility skill icons that... Yeah, that's true. Mm. It's true. But it's nice. That's why it's a zero. Yeah. And maybe it's a zero in Safina simply because she's got the willpower. And in a lot of other rogues, this is not... You're adding, what, one, two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's although it's not too bad because even skids it gets he gets him to a six, which that means you're evading without boosting, mm -hmm. which is pretty nice. That's what I've done with this type of card in the past. Is well, we have uh, come to the end of the rogue cards in uh, the Pantacarcosa Investigator expansion. We have uh, just the capstone left. Unfortunately, uh, rogues kind of got cheated on this one. This is Cheat Death. It is a uh, one-cost event that costs 5 XP, Wild Skill Icon, Trick and Faded Traits, Fast, Play When You Would Be Defeated. Disengage from each enemy engaged with you. Discard all cards in your threat area. Heal 2 horror and 2 damage and move to any revealed location with no enemies. If it is your turn and your turn, remove Cheat Death from the game. Ah, <sighs> boy. I wish this card had one other line of text on it that did something. So if you drew this and you weren't going to be defeated, you could at least do something with it. But I don't build build my decks to be defeated. If it perhaps discarded all non-elite enemies... Ooh. So you could, like, pull yeah. back the line, then it might be kind of cool. Uh-huh. But man, is this card a big uh, yeah. pile of disappointment. Yeah, just instead of spending 5 XP on what happens after you get defeated, spend 5 XP on not getting yourself defeated. I think I'd feel better about it if it had three question marks. Because mm. it's not a, I mean, three question marks alone is not a 5 XP effect, but at least it's more than Unexpected Courage. Mm -hmm. You know, a 0 XP, you know, staple card. Yeah, it's just cards so bad. And like, why? So here's the thing, like, why would they need to remove this from the game? Like, mm -hmm. what happened in playtesting to, like, to, like, justify that? So, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story about this card. Oh, baby. Here so, I had someone in a campaign I played through play this card. They used okay. it. Right? They're playing skids. They play this card. They use it. Okay. They draw Rotting Remains in Mythos Phase and die. <laughs> <laughs> right because it doesn't actually get you out of trouble correct yeah. uh it was it so funny it was so <laughs> funny <laughs> so this card is really bad don't play it yeah don't play it just <laughs> just like honestly just play moxie instead moxie is a better card than this because Moxie will keeps you from getting to this point where you get defeated, and it stays on the board and continues to help you uh, avoid being defeated. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, Moxie can be a dump asset for Crypt Chill. This cannot. Yep. This cannot. Just do a Moxie and a and a hot streak. There you and go. It does, Five it XP, doesn't help one you with Moxie, frozen one in hot fear. Streak. 
And it's yeah, it doesn't help with frozen fear. The things that actually lead you to get becoming defeated in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's that yeah, one moxie, one hot streak. That is a way better use of five XP. I, I it, do it will get, discard I, the frozen in fear. It that's true. But that that is true. Just, but then, but then you've but, probably suffered multiple turns of frozen exactly. fear at that point. Because like you don't just you don't just go from like full to down in Arkham Horror. Like you, you know you you it's multiple turns of of that losing that action of frozen and fear and mm-hmm. and like having to evade things and like slog through it. Like you need to like solve that problem before you get defeated. Mm-hmm. You know what? Honestly, honestly, I think at five XP at cheat death, I honestly think it doesn't deserve the play only when you would be defeated tag. You could just use it at 5 XP mm-hmm. to say disengage from each enemy engage with you discard all cards in your threat area heal to horror and heal damage move to any loca- revealed location with no enemies Re- yeah sure remove it from the game end your turn 5 XP you should be able to do that whenever I mean Seeker, Seeker's got this card called Pendant of the Queen that allows oh, you to teleport all, from all one that location one XP. to another for the low low price of 1 XP, one XP. this card requires you to be defeated yeah. And then you get some minimal effect that's kind of like elusive, where you probably should have just played elusive. Let's play elusive, right? Uh, get out of jail before you get defeated. <laughs> that's mm. true. Rogues. So I, I get where yeah. this card. Okay, so like clearly this card is meant to solve the problem of, well, what happens if I die with Karen's Oval in play? Well, <laughs> you could just not do that in the first place. <laughs> So this all this experience that you've been accruing with Karen's Obel, you spend into this card. And what do you have to show for it? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. No, what you have to show for it is drawing uh, rotting remains and mythos and, <laughs> and falling over anyway. Yep. So this is one of those cards, and it hasn't been one in a while, where I'm going to recommend you get out the pen and you scratch off the part of play when you would be defeated. Just say, fast. If this card just said fast, do all that stuff, holy shit, we'd be having a different conversation. But it'd be fun. At 5 XP, I, th- I think it'd be fun. Yeah, if you a, a fun card. Yeah, this card is terrible. There's no reason to play it. It's like, it's it's essentially, I'm going to put the... <laughs> this is one of those rare cards in the Arkham Horror LCG that is actively making your deck worse. Yeah, that's true. When you put yeah. it in your deck. When you spent, yeah. you have wasted five XP to put a blank card in your deck. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody do that? Moreover, why would you put two in your deck? <laughs> yeah, why would you spend ten XP to put well, two blank cards in your deck in the I event that, know. like, if you want to be defeated, buying this card is a way of achieving that goal. Yeah, because it's like so, it's actually okay. Like okay, worse okay. Than hold on, hold on. There, yeah. there is the "I'll see you in hell" in the ghastly revelation cards, and if you wanted to play with those cards, then you could sort of make yourself be defeated. Play this, haha! I'm actually not defeated. That- Why you would want to do that? I don't know, man. Listen, but you could do that in theory. I just realized something. Like it doesn't strictly prevent you from being defeated. All it does is disengage with from enemies, discard all cards in your threat area, heal two horror and two damage, and move to any revealed location. No enemies. Mm-hmm. So you could end up taking so much horror that this doesn't even save you. Like it doesn't. It doesn't guarantee avoid defeat. Yeah, unless unless oh, even you happen to heal two horror that that saves you you are right yeah. you could take enough horror that would it, it would still technically kill you mm-hmm. yeah so or it doesn't even do the thing horror, yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. even do the thing it's supposed to do 
Like if you're at one horror and you blow a rotting remains test, or if you're at one sanity and you blow a rotting remains test, this will not save you. Oh wow, yeah. We have like a a rating that's like a reverse curse token. Like it's it's such bad design that it makes your deck worse. Do we have a rating for that, or is, is that just the auto? It's fail? beyond beyond the beyond the auto fail. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I know what it is. I think I know what it is. It's it's the Nate special. It's bless bless auto fail. <laughs> <laughs> or or curse curse auto fit. Well, maybe one day we'll see this on the mutated list, and it will actually do something. Just just, just cross the just cross that little line out. Play when you would but, uh, Then it like actually works. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that this one gets uh, auto fails. And if we had a token that was worse than the auto fail, then uh, then this might actually uh, get that. Yeah. Don't buy this card. Spend no, your 5 to 10 thing. XP on yeah. something that will actually help you uh, win the game. And and honestly, a lot of the time, getting defeated in a scenario isn't the end of the world. Unless it's the final scenario. So... Oh, uh, yeah. Because even if... Or, all, because this doesn't even push the game forward. Because all it does is prevent you from being defeated. And you might still be defeated late in the next turn. Yeah. It doesn't even really help. It's not like I'll see you in hell, which actually pushes the game state forward. Yeah. Although, never never mind. Discarding all cards in your threat area, that does deal with enemies. So I guess, sure. Wait, you disengage from each enemy engaged with you, then you discard all enemy uh, cards in your threat area. Oh, it doesn't mm. even help with that. Yep. What am I thinking? This card's terrible. <laughs> this card's like, and it's actually even more terrible the more I read it. Yeah. You know, it's like some, some cards you got to squint at to see its value this is like the opposite it's like the more you squint at it the more it hurts to look at <laughs> yeah it's so, true. Uh, auto fails across the board for the uh the capstone of the set terrible like crapstone <laughs> oh! um, and uh as we were discussing before the uh, we recorded this rogue capstones are uh, a real mixed yeah, bag there, uh, there are not a lot of winners in the bunch, uh, and this is definitely, uh, definitely terrible. So, don't play it. Well, unfortunately, we had to end on a bit of a sour note with cheap yeah. death after a uh, after a very uh, solid batch of cards. Mm -hmm. That's going to do it for a look at the rogues in uh, the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. We'll be back with uh, the Mystics. Here uh, shortly, Mystic's got uh, quite a few interesting uh, tools in uh, Path to Carcosa. In the meantime, you can let us know what you think of the rogue cards in uh, the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion in the comments down below. Any uh, final thoughts, guys, on uh, on the rogues? Hey, if you like to play rogue, you should really consider buying this box. There's oh gosh, yeah, this is like cards. this is basically the rogue core set right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of, you kinda, it's kind of required with between like pickpocketing and lockpicks and uh, like, and then you add on capabilities that weren't there before with like Lupara, yeah, and sleight of hand. Oh yeah, sleight of hand. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, this is a really, this is a really good box. And then of course Karen's Obel, uh, yeah, um, Sharon's Obel is is very iconic, and is um, even that is totally worth playing and or buying the box for. You'll have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got Moxie to protect you from mm -hmm. terrible treacheries, which has yep. always been a problem for rogues. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's just a lot of really good, uh, 
good cards in this box. There are some stinkers that you will never play, but uh, if you do enjoy playing rogues, there's basically, you can take a bunch of the rogue cards in this box, put them in your deck, and your deck is already going to be good. It's true. And then you just sort of need to flesh it out. As long as you don't put cheat death in your, your deck and sort of actively do but harm. But you won't, because you've watched this video, and you are an enlightened, educated, sophisticated Arkin player, and you know better. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.